Outfielder Alex Verdugo had an underwhelming season for the Boston Red Sox in 2023. And on today's Locked On Red Sox, I'm going to be getting to the root of the problem of what caused that to happen. You are Locked On Red Sox, your daily Boston Red Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Red Sox, your daily Boston Red Sox podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gabby Hurlbut, former ESPN social media associate and current host of the Boston Balling Podcast, and I am here to bring you the latest in all things Boston Red Sox, Monday through Friday, straight to your favorite podcast feed for free. Lockdown Red Sox is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making the show your first listen of every day. Happy Tuesday. I don't know why, but for some reason, that week after the long Thanksgiving weekend when you return to work just feels super dreadful and drags on. I woke up this morning thinking it was Wednesday and I was halfway through the week, but it is in fact not. It's only Tuesday. And maybe it's because Everybody gets so excited for the holiday weekend and all the fun things they have going on and get to take a break from work for a few days. And then all of a sudden Monday hits and it's time to go back to work. And then that first week back is just a drag. So hopefully you're having at least a decent start to the week. I know it's a fun time in general because it's the holiday season. Hopefully you have started putting up your Christmas decorations if you are a Christmas celebrator like myself, and you love this time of the year. Hopefully you've started your Christmas shopping. I need to start getting on mine and not make the mistake that I always do and do my shopping at the last minute. So hopefully you have started yours, at least have thought about what you're going to get your friends and family and all those special people in your lives. On today's show, I'm going to be talking about all things Alex Verdugo. He's been a big topic of conversation lately among the Red Sox community, primarily because he could be a top trade candidate for Boston this season as we think about 2024 and what that roster is going to look like for the Red Sox. And one of the biggest reasons for Red Sox fans calling for him to be traded before the 2024 season starts is because of the season he had in 2023. Now, it was certainly underwhelming, and a good word I could use to describe it was inconsistent. When you think about everything that amassed his season in 2023, it was overall disappointing. Looking back at the season Verdugo had in 2022, he had a pretty good season in that year. He ended the season with a batting average of 280, an on-base percentage of 328, and a slugging percentage of 405. He was one of the biggest offensive contributors for Boston in 2022. His OPS was a 732. Um And when you think about the type of hitter he was, he was able to generate offense. He got 166 total hits that season with 39 of them being doubles. Um, And he scored 75 runs over 593 at-bats. So if you look at that, it was 
showing that he was making contact and getting himself on base. He did only hit 11 home runs in 2022, so his power had decreased from what it had been in years past. Um, I had kind of looked at him as more of a home run hitter when the Red Sox traded for him in that Mookie Betts trade. I kind of saw him as the type of hitter who could hit a lot of home runs and really establish himself as a home run hitter for the Boston Red Sox. And then when those numbers start to deteriorate from a home run standpoint and he was finding ways to get on base in other ways, I said, okay, that's fine because if he's going to be less of a home run hitter and more of a contact hitter, that's okay with me because it never hurts to have hitters on your team who can generate runs and ways to get on base in other ways. So his raw power seems to have gone down in 2022 from what it had been. But I liked the fact that he was able to generate offense in other ways. His on-base percentage in 2022 had also dropped from 2021, but not to the standpoint of it being consequential to him in a drastic way. I had high hopes for him going into 2023 primarily because he didn't show that he had dropped significantly offensively to the point where I couldn't really trust him anymore on offense. So heading into the 2023 season, I actually thought he was going to be one of the Red Sox best hitters. I thought he was going to be the type of hitter who was going to consistently be driving a runs in and be able to showcase his talent on that level more consistently than he did. When you think about the Red Sox roster in 2023 and primarily the offensive lineup, who was producing runs more often and who was not? Alex Verdugo was not really in that top group of guys that were producing regularly on the offensive end. He was in that middle tier of players who was contributing sometimes and not contributing other times. And what I was hoping to see from him that was an improvement from 2022 was him being able to show that he can make things happen on the base paths and show that he could bump up that raw power a little bit more um, from what we saw in 2022. That unfortunately was not the case in the 2023 season. There were a lot of different factors that led to him turning out the way that he did during the 2023 season. But one thing I will say about Alex Verdugo is during the 2022 season, when you thought about everything that he put together in the season he had, I would say overall it was an above-average season. I'm not saying he was the Red Sox best player by any means in 2022, but he was at least reliable enough to the point where the Red Sox could sit there and say, hey, when it comes down to it at the end of the day, does he make this Red Sox team better or not? And I think pretty much across the board, you could have answered at the end of the 2022 season with, Yes, he does make the Boston Red Sox better, and there's a reason that he's here. And defensively, he was 
one of the most high caliber players that the Boston Red Sox had on the roster. So because of all of that, I had high hopes for him heading into 2023. He didn't meet the expectations that I had set for him before the season started. I hoped that he would change that narrative early on, but he did have the inconsistencies in the 2023 season. And coming up, I'm going to explain why he didn't match the expectations I had for him going into the season, which were that he would be a higher-end offensive player from Boston that we'd be talking about as one of those players that was one of the biggest offensive contributors in 2023. Are you a big fan of sports betting? Do you want to get better at it? Did you always wish you had more options in check for bets that you could make? FanDuel can help cross all of that off your list. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. FanDuel is truly the best app for sports betting because it's very forgiving. And by that, I mean you have many options to fail, but you can make up for it in other ways. The more bets you make in one day, the more success you're likely to have. If you make one bet on one game, the chances of you winning are a lot harder that if you maybe bet on two or three different things in that game and you also bet on a different game too, this is a great time of year for it because the NFL is still in the heart of its season. Football goes along with basketball and hockey. Those two sports are very much active in their seasons as well. So you could theoretically have a parlay one night that's basketball hockey and football all combined if it's a football night. And if you hit on two or three of those, then you're coming out positive in the end. And FanDuel also offers bonus bucks where they just give you $10 sometimes that you can apply towards any given bet. And my fiance has used it to do that. So it gives you a ton of options. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on today and you can get started with it if you haven't already. Also, I highly recommend downloading the SiriusXM app because you can get the home broadcast of every Red Sox game straight to your feed. So if you don't think you got enough Red Sox with Lockdown Red Sox to start your day, you can end your day with the home broadcast of every game through the SiriusXM app. All you have to do is download it and search Red Sox, and it'll generate that for you. So I would recommend doing that today so that you're ready for when the season starts because it'll be an absolute blast of a season and you won't want to miss it. Speaking of the 2024 season, is Alex Verdugo going to be here in 2024? That still remains a question. And there was some trust issues between him and Alex Cora in 2023. Certainly some tension. It started off well for him. He started off having a really good 2023. Um, he was at the point where he was 
at an all-star caliber level early on in the season. He was batting over 300 all the way up through about mid-May. And then in mid-May, his batting average started dropping down to below three. In the month of April, his batting average was really along the lines of 329, 338, even got himself up to 341 on April 21st. So he started off mashing, and he was absolutely hot at the plate. And then in May, he was still over 300, which is no shame at all, and then ended up dropping down to 294 by the end of May. And then in June, he was still fluctuating around the high 200 range, even into the 300s. He was batting 303 on June 20th, and then ended the season with a batting average of 301 at the end of June, at the end of that part of the season, I should say. And then things started to take a turn for him. If your batting average is above 300, that's very good. That's considered a higher end above average range. So he was putting up all-star caliber numbers. By the time June ended, he had an on-base percentage of 371, a slugging percentage of 465, and an OPS of 836. Those are all very good numbers. OPS is basically taking your on-base percentage plus your slugging and adding those up. That number was an 836. So he was definitely providing good value to the Boston Red Sox early on in the season in those first three months. I even talked about on the show why he should have been an all-star candidate because he was snubbed from the all-star game based on his first half of the season. But then after the all-star break, for whatever reason, something fell off for him. His batting average in July dropped down to 272 by the end of the month and and then in August was sitting around 269 270 for most of that month and then in September not much really changed there he ultimately ended the season with a batting average of 264 and a 324 on base percentage to go along with a 421 slugging now just to compare he ended the season with a 264 batting average compared to the end of April when his batting average was a 308. And at the end of April, his on-base percentage was a 372. To end the season, it dropped all the way down to 324 with a slugging percentage of 421 at the end of the season. His slugging percentage at the end of April was 479. This is very telling. It shows that overall he had significantly less success at the plate in the later half of the season. He also was unable to convert as much with runners in scoring position in that second half of the season. What went wrong for him, essentially, he struggled a lot more versus left-handed pitchers than he did versus right-handed pitchers. To compare the two versus left-handed pitchers, he only had 31 hits on the season compared to 113 versus right-handed pitching. Extra base hits, he only had eight against left-handed pitching, and he had 47 against right-handed pitching. Doubles, he had 31 against right-handed pitching and only six against left-handed pitching. Four triples against right-handed pitching, one triple against left-handed pitching. 
12 home runs versus righties compared to only one versus lefties. And this one's telling here, he had 30 walks against righties compared to 15 walks against lefties, 41 RBIs against right-handed pitching versus 13 RBIs against left-handed pitching. So it's very telling that left-handed pitching was his downfall. He was not able to make nearly as much contact with the ball when he was facing a lefty, and it really hurt his ability to get his numbers up in 2023. It was really unfortunate because I would have loved to see him find a lot more success, but when he faced left-handed pitching, it was almost like an automatic out compared to his numbers against right-handed pitching when he was able to put up a lot more competitive stats. Now, when looking at the types of pitches he swung at in the 2023 season, he significantly swung at fastballs a lot more than any other pitch, which is common for a lot of hitters. He swung at 52.6% of fastballs compared to 17.5% on the slider. And his changeup percentage was only a 12.3%. Curveball was 8.6%. So he clearly is most comfortable with the fastball. That's what it's like for most hitters. If he could get some of those numbers, like his curveball percentage, up from 8.6%, that alone could be a drastic difference in his overall batting average and success level when he's at the plate. So I'm looking at just the numbers on those other types of pitches compared to just the fastball. And if he can get some of those other numbers up and be able to feel more comfortable swinging at other types of pitches more often, he can find success that way. On the flip side, something that Alex Verdugo did well in 2023 was his defense. He was one of the best defensive players for the Red Sox and especially the best defensive outfielder, which certainly helped this team to find success when they were in the field. Because when you look at this team and the number of struggles they had defensively in the infield, they needed their outfield defense to be up to par. And Alex Verdugo's certainly was. He ended the season when it came to his fielding with a 990 fielding percentage in 2023 compared to a 980 fielding percentage in 2022 and a 967 percentage in 2021. That means that he was almost perfect in the field in 2023. He made some very nice plays out there. He had a strong arm. Alex Verdugo can look back at his 2023 season and be proud of his defense. He only made three errors total back there. And it's definitely a number that he should be proud of because a lot of fielders struggle in the outfield at Fenway. And he certainly was not one of them. So his fielding was a positive asset to his game in 2023. But he did get benched a couple times by Alex Cora. He was very cryptic. Cora was about the reasoning behind that basically saying it was a manager's decision. We later found out that he showed up late to the field one time and it was a lack of hustle and a lack of effort as to why he got benched. So I almost wonder if his attitude deterred the rest of the Boston Red Sox clubhouse. He says that there is no 
toxic or hard feelings right now between him and the Red Sox organization. But if you think about him in 2023 and having to get benched a couple times by Alex Cora, that certainly was not a positive trait. And attitude is a big thing when it comes to being successful on a professional sports team, because if you have a negative attitude, it's going to bring the rest of your team down. And if Verdugo is bringing the team down because he didn't have the best attitude and wasn't showing his commitment level because he was getting benched, that's a tough look for any player, especially one who was trying to prove that he still deserves a roster spot on this team. And when it comes to looking at the Red Sox and their situation for 2024, they do have an overhaul of outfielders. So it's not a promising sign for him because of that. And the fact that he was benched a couple times. So overall, he didn't have the best season, both from a baseball statistics standpoint and also because he was benched a couple times what does all of this mean for his 2024 season i'm going to be discussing that next but there's a very special announcement that i must make here lockdown has launched the first ever national sports 24 7 streaming channel on youtube Lockdown Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Lockdown, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Lockdown Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. The Lockdown Sports Network is your team every day. That is our motto. I am here for you every day with new Red Sox coverage straight to your favorite podcast feed for free. But now Lockdown Sports Today will have you covered from a national standpoint of making sure that you're caught up on all the biggest sports topics of the day. And if you miss something, you can head right to our live stream on YouTube if you subscribe to Lockdown Sports Today so you don't have to miss anything. And Lockdown is the first network to offer this service. So I highly encourage you to take advantage of it, especially if you want to stay in the loop on all things sports. Also, don't forget to subscribe to Lockdown Red Sox on your favorite podcast platform because you can get a new episode every single day Share it with your friends and family who also love the Red Sox as much as you. Leave a rating, leave a review. Follow me on Twitter at GabbyHurlbutt10 and the show on Twitter at LO underscore Red Sox. And we can continue the conversation that way about Red Sox related content because I do always enjoy the interaction. And also download the SiriusXM app and take advantage and get that home broadcast for free of every Red Sox game so you don't have to miss a single pitch when the season comes because it'll be coming fast and you might want to be prepared as opposed to not prepared. So download the app today and search Red Sox and you can get the home broadcast of every game straight to your feet. Will Alex Verdugo be a member of the Boston Red Sox in 2024? That poses a real question for Boston. The fan base is buzzing, wondering what his fate is going to look like. I am leaning towards no. I know there have been other teams who have reached out to Craig Breslow regarding Verdugo, and I think there are teams that maybe could see him providing more value for them, a team primarily that is lacking a little bit in the outfield department and wants an outfielder like Verdugo to come in and make an impact in their outfield. The Red Sox have a surplus of outfielders right now, 
their problem is in the infield. So if they can turn Verdugo around for a decent proven pitcher or second baseman, which is one of their two areas of need, I think that could be a win for Boston. Based on his 2023 season, I don't expect him to have a drastically better season in 2024. Perhaps a new environment could change that outlook. He might need to go somewhere else and prove his validity and prove that he's worthy of contributing because maybe in Boston, he just didn't feel like it was the right setting for him to really maximize his talent and maximize his potential. So maybe going elsewhere could change that. But if he stays as a member of the Boston Red Sox in 2024 and they don't end up trading him, I'm looking at it as a situation where if he hasn't done a whole lot to drastically improve the last couple seasons, why do I feel like that'll change in 2024? Defensively, I don't think he'll get any worse. I actually see him still being one of the best defenders for the Red Sox in 2024 if they keep him because the Red Sox need some defensive work and they need to go out and put in the effort to acquire those players. And when you look at the infield defense, Rafael Devers still struggles a lot on defense. Tristan Casas's defense improved during the 2023 season, but still could be better. And when it came to the outfield defense, Adam Duvall was another pretty good defender, but Masataka Yoshida struggles defensively. Jaron Duran made some nice plays out there, but still struggled a little bit to get his bearings at the Fenway outfield. Willier Abreu is still too small of a sample size to know how much of a positive impact he'll make defensively. And Sadon Rafaela is a player who plays both the infield and the outfield. The question, though, becomes which one are the Red Sox going to have him primarily play And again, too small of a sample size. He was a September call-up in 2023, so it's hard to say how good his defense really is right now. So from all of the players here that I've listed, primarily the ones who played a full season and we've seen enough of their defense to know, Alex Verdugo was the one that shined the most defensively. So I don't expect that to change in 2024. But since his power and ability to make things happen on the base paths decreased in 2022 from what it did in 2021 and then decreased again from 2022 to 2023, I worry that he would digress again in 2024 with the Red Sox, especially because he is getting a little bit older now, not that he's peaked or well well past his prime or anything like that. I think he can still be a positive contribution in some ways, but I think his best of the best days of his career are over. And if anything, I see him decreasing again in 2024 and following that trend that he's been following the last couple seasons. I hope that doesn't happen. I obviously hope for the best for Verdugo, whether it's here in Boston or he ends up elsewhere, but I don't think there's as much upside anymore to him and what he's able to provide to this Boston Red Sox team heading into the 2024 season. And I think the Red Sox feel the same way, which could be a reason why they're thinking about saying, hey, it makes more sense for us to trade him at this point because he won't provide as much value moving forward in 2024. So the biggest word I could use to describe my expectation for Alex Verdugo 
for 2024 is not very positive, just kind of stagnant, I think would be the best word I'm looking for. Stagnant, not increasing anything from what he did in 2023, probably staying about the same, maybe decreasing a little bit. So that's why I've said multiple times, I wouldn't be upset if the Red Sox part ways with him. I think it's likely to happen more so than not happen. And if they do trade him, hopefully he ends up in a situation where he might be able to contribute a little bit better than he did in Boston in 2023. And hopefully his attitude is better and he doesn't have to be benched again. There's no way to know the entirety of the story for what happened when he was benched, but either way, it's a bad look on him and he needs to fix that somehow. Don't forget to subscribe to Locked On Sports today on YouTube as Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. It's very exciting for Locked On. It's the first network to have something like that. So head to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe. And while you're at it, download the SiriusXM app and search Red Sox so you can get the home broadcast of every game straight to your phone so you don't have to worry about missing a single pitch. And who wants to miss a single pitch of Red Sox baseball? I know I don't. So if you're anything like me and you can't watch a game live, SiriusXM has you covered so you can still follow along. As I like to always say, keep the faith, go Red Sox, and I will catch you on the flip side.